some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No way in the hallway. Welcome to the Spook House. I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And we're here to talk some shit. Talk some shit. Yeah. About horror talk, movies. And talk horror movies. Yes. Yeah. So That's what we do here. Yeah. So it is July 4th and it is hot as fuck outside. And we're going to talk about Uncle Sam today. A classic horror movie slasher mm, from the 90s. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not talking about that Okay Yes, yeah, so it is hot as shit this week, dude Yeah And we tried to record this episode Five days ago, I think Or something like that What was it? Saturday or Sunday? Something like that But we just could not get the audio working So it was very frustrating But Don't sweat Because we got it going now Yes And we will get it back to you on Tuesday That's right Exactly yeah. So you won't even know this, but we've had a couple audio headaches, which, you know, if anybody else there that listens to podcasts or deals with podcasts, they probably can relate to that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Put a lot of work into this, you know. We, you know, do a lot of research, mm-hmm. trying to get audio right. We're trying to deliver a solid product. Exactly. The best yeah. product we can. And we're, if you have any uh, updates or, con- or comments or concerns, then you go ahead and shoot it to us. Yeah. At the spookhousepodcast at gmail.com. Exactly. Or the Spookhouse Podcast on Instagram. That's right. We're not going to make a Facebook or Twitter. I hate Facebook. I've deleted Facebook. My personal Facebook, I'm done with it. Oh. I, I'm sorry. And we got an elections coming up, too. So oh. fuck Facebook. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Twitter's me. always been toxic, so definitely don't really want to deal with Does anybody use Twitter? I mean, really, when's the last time a person that you know was like, yeah, so I was on Twitter the other day? Well, there are politicians still use Twitter all the time. Politicians and celebrities, but other than that, like, just common folk? I don't know anybody that uses it. I, just, you know, I never knew anybody that really used Twitter, even when it was huge. Or, yeah. and, but I just now, I don't think anybody really does use Twitter. Everybody goes to Instagram now. Yeah, they're which going is all my Facebook. Their stocks are in the garbage right now. They're they're going to fizzle out. Good. I'm not. I have no qualms with Twitter. Not well, this isn't a, isn't a stock market podcast. <laughs> We're talking about horror movies. Yes. So, anyways. Uh, so, have you watched anything this week, Phil? Other than uh, The Fog, which we're going to do Oh, later. yeah, of course. Um, I saw Lords of Chaos the other night. It's on Hulu now. I keep meaning to watch that. I might, I'm going to try solid, to watch it soon. Solid, solid movie. And it's about Mayhem, right? Yeah, it's about the black metal band Mayhem. And do if you, you know see him any... eat anybody's brains? No. Well, that turns out that's kind of... Um, that kind of turns out to be possibly a rumor, like that actually didn't happen. But I'm very familiar with the story of Mayhem. Like I've, you know, I listen to a lot of metal and stuff like that. I don't listen to a lot of black metal. But what about there, death metal? Uh, not really. Is there um, any like Norwegian band that you do, or or, or uh, Scandinavian bands that you listen to at all? Um, I like this one super heavy band right now called Flesh God Apocalypse. They're like god awfully heavy and. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm not sure where they're from. Mashuga, you Mashuga fan? Yeah, they're more like groove gent yeah. metal. Um, what was the other? They're they're pretty big now. Was it Death? Maybe not Death. No. I forgot. Anyway, there's another like pretty actually pretty big. Yeah, I don't know. They're but, they're they're um, from Scandinavia. Lords of Chaos, solid movie. The violence scenes in it are disturbingly real. Now, what would would you call this a horror movie? A true crime no, movie? Uh, it's more of just like a. Uh, yeah, true crime. Like a biopic. Yeah, a biopic. Like walk. Crime. So you put this up there with Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lords of Chaos. Now, who, I know it was it. It's kind Rory? of a hard watch. I'll, yeah, it's, so it's pretty which, fucking gruesome. Is it Rory Culkin that's in that? Yeah, one? Rory Culkin. And it, He's who, a solid actor. Yeah, is he? Who else is in? Uh, nobody notable that I can name. But I started it 
yesterday morning, like <laughs> while we were drinking coffee, and my girlfriend was sitting beside me on the couch, and it took about five <laughs> minutes before she was like, "This is not my kind of movie." <laughs> I'm like, "Babe, it's not even about the music. Like, it's not even eleven o'clock in the morning, Theo." <laughs> yeah, and I'm watching Lords of Chaos about a black metal band. I was like, "Okay, I get it. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. This is kind of like when she makes me watch Friends." Oh, oh! Sorry, friends. I want to say Rachel is the worst person on that, on that show. I got nothing to add to it. No, it's it's not a bad show. No, it's, it's not. A, I mean, everyone the like, laugh track kills me though. I, I just can't oh. deal with it anymore. Yeah, I've been watching Letter Kenny. Have you seen that show before? <laughs> no, not yet. That show was hilarious. I like how we made a jump from Lords of Chaos to Friends. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the black metal band Mayhem. Rachel is such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She is, though. Yeah, so how about you, Jason? Have you been watching anything? Uh, Yeah, I watched yesterday in theaters not too long ago. That movie where the Beatles didn't exist. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> not a Beatles fan, Phil. Not really. Okay, well, I mean, it's, 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 it was funny. It wasn't, like, amazing or anything, but it was worth my time. Um, and if you're not a big Beatles fan... He can maybe get it to listen. There's one thing. He, when he realizes there's no more Beatles, he starts Googling other, other bands that may or may not exist. Mm-hmm. It's like he Googles the Rolling Stones. They existed. David Bowie existed. Mm-hmm. So he Googles Oasis, and that they, they never existed. And he's like, oh, huh, well, that makes sense. And then I was like, could you imagine going to a house party and okay. not being that drunk guy who's playing a Wonderwall in the corner trying hey. to hit on somebody's girlfriend? Hey, I know Wonderwall's played out, but Oasis has some gems. They What's the story of Morning Glory? That's a great Solid album. album. Yeah, that's, Solid yeah, album. Yeah, that, that first up. record is really great. Yeah, so <clears throat> other than yesterday. Well, we saw Jaws. We did see Jaws. On different nights different at the nights. Alamo. Yeah. They were having a movie Jaws party. movie party. Yeah, everybody got a shark hat and yeah, the... Yeah, foam uh, shark hats and got little uh, poppers. Did you pull Did you pull your popper at the time? Pull my popper. Did you pull your... <laughs> Pulling the old popper. Huh? Welcome to the popper pulling podcast. <laughs> yeah. So they were like little cap guns. They made a little bang. You know? <laughs> and everybody pulled those whenever... You know, spoiler I, alert! Spoiler alert! Whatever he shoots the shark in the mouth and with he the explodes canister. Them. Yeah, so everybody shot those. It was fun. Yeah. So you said that you had somebody sitting beside you. Oh yes, there was a uh, someone was sitting next to me, uh, or next to Em, my fiance, and they said, oh, "This movie is so boring." Mm. I was like, "What?" I'm sorry, it's not the Meg, but I mean, geez. Yeah. I was. I just. It's like, why are you here? Can you please leave? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming she had never seen it before, which again... Oh, I have a similar story. Oh. So what happened in your screening of Jaws? <laughs> oh, no. Well, this is different. Um, it wasn't at Jaws, but I mean, it was it was fun. It was cool to see it on the big screen. And I mean, people took the whole quote along to the movie as a free pass to, hey, let's just chit-chat through the whole movie. <laughs> Other than that, it was a fun experience. Yeah. Would do it again. Yeah, I've been to yeah. two. Oh, sorry, I've been to two movie parties and a quote along. I went to see Evil Dead Two movie party, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the Jaws and I went to a Sandlot quote along. Oh, cool! Uh, which is pretty fun. Yeah. So real quick, okay. When I saw Halloween twenty eighteen, yeah, this was the second time I saw it, so it wasn't as bad. But yes. the couple that was sitting beside me, I was at the Alma actually, mm-hmm. and the the lady, she was like. One thing I hated about the original Halloween, this is before the movie started, she was like, one thing I hated about the original Halloween, it was just so boring. Like, is something going to happen? And the guy was like, yeah, I know. It's like, when I watch a movie, like, I got to have, like, some music or something going on. I mean, it was just like, what is this? And I'm just sitting there, like, anger rising, blood boiling. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck? How old were these people? Oh, they were like, Mid thirties or something. What? They were dumbasses. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I had to like control myself. Just like slam your hands on the table. Like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I wanted to be like, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is the Godfather not good enough for your standards either? <laughs> it's gotta have explosions and loud noises for me to be entertained. Oh no, Twilight's yeah. my favorite movie. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so so that was fun. So other than that, uh, yeah, haven't really watched a whole lot. I don't think I really. I've been kind of busy. I don't think I've really watched anything. Saw other Midsummer than, last night. Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers, but I did you give it a yay or a nay? I oh man, you need to see this movie. So I we know. Can talk just about just it. Oh, just give me a yay or a nay. 
I have no desire to watch it again. Well, I don't soon. really have much desire to watch Hereditary again, but I really enjoyed it. I need to really, I need to rewatch that. Really, a solid movie. I loved. Hereditary. I mean, it's, I really liked it too, but yeah. I don't know if I have much of a want to go see it again. Kind of like you know, the first time you see Blair Witch Project, after mm-hmm. you see it the first time, the cat's out of the bag, essentially. Yeah, yeah, you I know? got you. I kind of felt. Now they're obviously they're very different movies. You know what? We didn't talk about the Blair Witch during our ritual episode. I thought that we would. But I just want to go on record as saying the more time that passes since the Blair Witch has been released, the more I like it. I, see, the more I appreciate it. I don't think it's still I, really effective. I, I probably think. haven't seen the movie in 15 years. It's solid. I mean, the marketing campaign was brilliant. So, I, I mean, yeah, it's I one like of the best Blair marketing Witch. campaigns ever. Yeah, they they were like right on that cusp of like people just started using the internet yeah. but it wasn't big enough to know for sure that it was bullshit and i think even imdb had like their whereabouts listed as unknown yeah, too it wasn't yeah. like could you imagine me like one of those first people at sundance who didn't know, didn't know literally didn't know anything oh, about god. it god i saw that movie in theaters you did in 99 yep oh, must wow. have been 10 or 11 but dude it was fucking were people screaming i mean people were freaked out i was freaked out I was shook. <laughs> As the kids say, I was shook. <laughs> Did you lose any sleep that night? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, Midsummer. Um, parts of it, yay. Man, I. Did it I feel. Really, okay, never mind. I don't want to even ask that question. Never mind. Did it feel what? Long. But it was, I don't even. Because I know it's two really, and a half hours was, long, right? It, when, if I rewatched it, it would definitely feel long. Yeah. But it's a very engaging movie. I like, I never, was two hours long, too. Yeah, it? I never felt bored watching it. Uh huh. But there was just a lot of, like, okay, what is this about? Like, yeah. I'm not even sure if Ari Esther quite knows what it's about. <laughs> but when you watch it, we'll do a review on it. We will. And I'm going to see it this weekend. So probably the next episode, we'll do a little, little yeah. rundown. Yeah, definitely. We'll save that one. Yeah. So, you want to do a little bit of horror news, Jason? Yeah, let's get into horror news. Yeah. So, they finally released a trailer for the Jacob's Ladder remake. I'm sure that's going to be a huge pile of shit. You know what? I've never seen Jacob's Ladder. It's really good. Isn't Tim Robbins in that? Yeah, he's uh, the main character in it. And it's uh, it came out in like 1991. It yeah. was a huge influence on um, Silent Hill, the video game. Oh, okay. And you can see Shades of Silent Hill in that movie for sure. Isn't it like a trippy sort of? Yeah, it's very trippy, very serious kind of thing. And you don't really know. It's like a mindfuck horror movie. It's almost kind of like that. Okay, nice. Yeah. It's oh. a very real depiction of what it's like to be on acid. Not that I would know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's very, very trippy, mindfuck, sort of. Midsommar felt like a one big, long, bad trip. That's what I would kind of describe it as. Anyways. Kind of like Smells Like Children from Marilyn Manson. Wow. Where did you pull that one out of isn't that, the, isn't that the one that's got, uh, um, that, what's that Willy Wonka song? Or the video that was the Willy Wonka uh, thing? Dope Hat. Dope Hat. Yep. Was that the one that's got, isn't mm-hmm. that one's got Dope Hat on it? Nope, that's on Portrait of American Family. Uh. Well, nice Marilyn Manson tangent. Let's bring it back to... J- I love Marilyn Manson. Um, yeah, Jacob's Ladder. So, so it, it was shot in 2016. It's been okay. shelved ever since then. They keep pushing back the release dates. This is going to be a pile of shit movie. Like, you I already so? know. It just, it, everything about it. Is there a trailer it. for it? Yeah, it, the trailer just came out this week. Hmm. And so much so that no, it, it came out and nobody noticed it. So this movie is just going to be awful. It comes out in August, right. too, so it's just not going to do. Looking forward to it. What else you got, Jason? So Terrifier 2. What was the, did you see what the Kickstarter amount was? Mm, I don't remember, but I know that... I want to say it was maybe like 100 grand. That's it? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't have an exact number, but yeah. they smashed their crowdfunding goal. Nice. Not like 200%. Oh, wow. Good for them. Well, see, Terrifier, Terrifier's not a perfect movie to me at all. Of course. But it's, you know, it's... Art the Clown is a great... He has a lot of potential to be like a great... He does. One of the next great horror and they, they kind of melded the slasher movie with the torture porn kind of thing in points that didn't really... Sure. That works. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. the movie works for me, even though it's kind of nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I mean, I would definitely go see Terrifier 2, whether it comes out on video on demand or in theaters or whatever they decide how definitely they release not it. theaters. Probably not. But I don't know. <laughs> it got it. Probably Netflix will probably buy it again. Probably. But so, I'm really looking forward to it. There's a lot of uh, room for growth there. Art the Clown is a great franchise horror movie character. Yeah, and like I said, we haven't had one. I don't even, I guess Jigsaw was the last one we had. I and I don't even like the Saw movies that much. Me neither. But I mean, I, was, I can't really think of 
like a series. It wasn't like Hostel where I had a character. It was just right. I hope it's, I hope it's good. Now he said something about there's a scene where like multiple people get killed at the yeah, same time. Yeah, a mass casualties scene. And then apparently that's supposed to be just as rough as that. Uh, I mean, as long as it's not like some fucked up reenactment of like a school shooting or something. Yeah, it's like, okay, where are you going with mass casualties? We'll see. You we'll, know, see. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I've got I mean, I'm all about you know pushing the limits, yeah. but not just for just to be extreme. As I sip my green tea, <laughs> I'm a pretty extreme guy. Yeah, sip sip. sip, sip. <laughs> What's your vegan dinner tonight going to be on July 4th? I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll have to plan that. I'm looking forward to my vegetarian dinner. <laughs> Thank you very much. So yeah, Terrifier two that should be coming out probably a year, maybe a year and a half. So. Mm-hmm. So also the Halloween Four House, which is a what is that your second favorite Halloween movie? Favorite Halloween movie? Ooh, depends on what day of the week you catch me on, Jason. <laughs> well, it's up there. Halloween well, Four is next to the original. Let's see, I'm and a Part Halloween, Six. I'm a I know Halloween you love Six Part fan. Six. I know, I know you love Bring Part on Six. the hate, dude. I can't wait for that episode. I'm like, it's coming. It'll it's be a good coming. one. Uh, but yeah, the the house that Halloween Four was in. That is going up for sale in Utah, Salt Lake City. That's right. They filmed four, five, and six in Salt Lake City. Yeah, that house is going up there? for sale. Make a spook house head, headquarters. You know, Utah just doesn't sound like that fun of a place it to It does not. I just think about like Mormons and... Beer can only be 4%. Yeah, and SLC Punk. That's my, my only exposure. Your only frame of reference for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They seem, they're very nice, though. I would like to see that Zillow listing, though. I want to see the square footage on that bad boy. Was it three bedrooms, two baths? Mm, I don't know. Four bedrooms? I wonder, does it have solar panels on it now? I don't know. You know, Michael Myers was never in that house during the movie. Dream sequence he was. Very true. Exactly. Touche. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the guy who wrote Friday the 13th Part 6, which I think is both of our favorite ones in the series. Yeah, easily. Yeah. That guy who wrote and directed that movie has a mm-hmm. script that he really wants to get done that he thinks he's, he's really proud of and he wants to make it here's the thing yeah uh, me and you could write a script and be like we want to direct friday 13th part six yeah but that doesn't mean like oh okay this what? is happening he, he did write a good version of it See, also fridays and they haven't that middle of that of that lawsuit that's going crazy which we haven't seen one in a couple years mm-hmm. between uh the writer and Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah, I mean, if he could capture that campy, self-aware, fun vibe that Jason Lives had, then yeah, I could see that. You know, interesting little fact about Friday the 13th Part 6? I would love to hear an interesting fact about it. It is the only movie in the entire series that has campers in it. That has campers? Mm-hmm. Like kids going to camp? Oh, yeah. Everyone else is either counselors or just people that live there. You are correct. Or in space. I think, yeah. Or in space. Good to know. Good to know. Didn't know that. Yeah, we got to review that. Uh, we got to review that movie sometime. Maybe we can just we do a whole week of part sixes. I remember we used to watch that movie quite a bit together. Back we did. In the day. Yeah, we did watch that. I mean, it's, it's. I think it's the best one in the series. It I know is. some people come at me saying, uh, you know, part five, the new blood is probably the best. <laughs> the new beginning. The, oh, sorry, new beginning. <laughs> yeah. No, Polish shit that movie is. It is. Yeah. And Jason's... Anyway, so, sorry. Jason, so, Jason, what else you got over there? Well, that was pretty much it. That I, you know, notable things. Everything else I was looking at was just midsummer stuff. And I think I don't you're wanna... missing something. They are shooting the new Halloween movie in Wilmington. I forgot about that. So I was kind of surprised about that because I know they shot last one in Charleston, so I figured they would just go back to Charleston again. Yeah. Consider, but of course, uh, David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride, McBride have ties to Wilmington. Yeah, and they shot Eastbound and Down there. Or just the first season there, right? Um, I think they shot some of the third season there as well. Okay, yeah. But for those that don't know, Wilmington, North Carolina, it's a coastal <coughs> port city, and they've filmed a lot of movies there. Pretty uh, much any 80 Stephen King movie you can think of. Blue Velvet was shot there. The Crow was shot there. Your favorite movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer, was shot there. That was technically Southport, I believe. Right? Oh, okay. Which is the yeah. same. Well, same vicinity. Same County? Is it still in the same county? I don't think so. Okay. It's not New Hanover. Uh, yeah. gotcha. Brandon Lee was act he actually died at New Hanover Medical. Oh, Center. I didn't realize the crow was shot in Wilmington. Yep. 
Oh, Iron Man 3 was also shot when we did That's it. right. The first two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies were shot there. Not New York, yeah. I mean, it's not... Definitely not New York. Oh, and Dawson's Creek. That's probably the big one. And One Tree Hill. Yeah. And did you know that your co-host is in two episodes of One Tree Hill? I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm an extra in One Tree Hill. (laughs) I can't tell you the exact episode, but you can pause it and see me very well. I mean, this was like 2010 or something. So... (laughs) You just like give it one that's like, you know what? I think I'm going to be an extra on One Tree Hill. Yeah, I mean, it was easy money. Yeah. Yeah. So, how so much did you get? For, how how long were you there? I think it was about seven hours total, and they paid me like I think want to say it was like ten bucks an hour or something. And you got paid more if you brought a laptop because we were in like a classroom scene. So I don't know. I made like a hundred bucks. Oh. just to kind of do a lot of nothing. Were you, did you see any of the stars? Were they were they in there with you? Um. Yeah. So. I don't even know his name, but the scene that we were in, I was sitting like right next to him, and I, I think he was a little nervous, so he was just striking up conversations with people, and he started talking to me, and I was like, yeah, what's up, dude? Do you like Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, have you seen Halloween 6? <laughs> I feel it's quite superior. What if he just sequel? came back at you as like, a, oh, the original or the producer's cut? Oh. <laughs> I'd be like, my man. It's like a man of discerning taste over here, I can see. <laughs> So yeah, you're sitting next to a celebrity. Didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. No, I did not know it. <laughs> we got any more hard news, Jason? Uh, nothing. That's super notable. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. So, Jason, you know what month it is? It is Mother F and John Carpenter month. That's right. My boy JC. JC. Some say Jesus Christ. I say John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Either or. Yeah. Both very great men. Yeah, both great men. <laughs> They've probably both met Mel Gibson, too, at some point. Oh. Wait, did John Carpenter ever work Mel Gibson? No, but he was around in the 80s doing things. That's true. John Carpenter month. Yes. I'm excited. John Carpenter is the shit. Yeah, he is. He's made a shit ton of great movies. Yeah, for like the 70s and 80s, he really didn't do a bad movie. So, I was, I've been thinking about this lately since we brought it up a couple episodes ago. Yes. John Carpenter or Wes Craven? John Carpenter. See, I was thinking about this. Both kind of, well, Wes Craven had Scream, though. He really made a comeback like in the mid 90s. That's true. And John, John Carpenter, Carpenter was done by that yeah. point. But I think if you put the filmography against each other. And he also, John, I meant, uh, Wes Craven also made some. Solid movies like Red Eye. You remember that? I do remember Red Eye. That's yeah, a solid movie. that's a solid movie. So he made some late, um, some late movies that were pretty damn good. I know the last John Carpenter movie that I can think of was The Ward that came out in like two thousand nine. Yeah. I think it's pretty probably pretty so... crap. But I think if you look at just their filmography, not exactly when everything. If you just look at John mm-hmm. Carpenter's movies versus Wes Craven's movies. I think John Carpenter probably wins. Yeah, out. his best movies are better. Yes. than Wes Craven. Yes. Now I guess you look the best Wes Craven movie, and also yeah, I think he also did more on his movies. Wes Craven, he wrote and directed some, but he didn't write and direct all of them. What some people may will say is his best movie when Scream, he it just directed by Kevin, Kevin Williamson. Williamson of Dawson's A Wilmington Creek native. <laughs> yeah, hey, he's bringing it with, back. Yeah, yeah. I would give it to John Carpenter, but I can understand people saying mm-hmm. Wes Craven because he, he also has a lot of good, very influential movies. For sure. Both great directors. Both definitely on the Mount Rushmore, as we said before. For horror movie genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, they're both, I think we can agree they're both better than Toby Hooper. Yeah. Who did so. like. Is he still alive? No, he passed away uh, last year, I think. Rest in peace, too. Yes. Uh, I mean, hey, he made some good He movies. made some really good movies, yep. too. Yeah, for sure. I know you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 a lot. Did he direct that? I'm pretty sure he directed that one, too. Really? That's yeah. quite a shift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know, I was thinking about this as well. That that series probably shifts more tonally speaking than any other horror movie series. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it jumps all over the place from like like Grindhouse to Campy to Serious to. You got the next generation with Matthew McConaughey. That, that movie is what the fuck? Oh man! And you find out that he's like probably part of the Illuminati or something. Yeah, like the guy with the nipple ring shows up with a pentagram carved in his chest. I remember that, that was a movie me and you watched a lot back in the day too. God, 
we got to do an episode on that. Oh, don't worry. We'll get to it. We will definitely get to that. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that series is just all over the fucking I haven't place. watched. I think the last one I saw was the prequel that came out in, like, 2009 or something. Or not even that, like, 2007. Yeah. I think that was the last, because I know they've made, like, three since then. I think one came out on Netflix, like, like, really recently, like, Leatherface, I think is what it was. Yeah. And it looked like a pile of dog shit. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I just... Yeah. They can't get it right. But anyway, John Carpenter, not Toby Hooper. Anyway, John Carpenter. <laughs> so we are kicking it off with, this was his next movie after Halloween, correct? He did an Elvis miniseries t- or TV movie after really? Halloween. And I believe that after, I think he did Halloween, the well, Elvis TV show. and Halloween the, was released on October 25th. 78. 78. Yeah. This was released on February 1st of 1980, so he had to really wedge that in there if he... You also got to think that that Halloween shit was only in three weeks, though. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, they, they got... I'm they sure got... they had that in the can for a while. and Yeah, and so, I mean, this is also a pretty cheap, pretty short uh, shooting schedule, too. So, anyways, The Fog came out shortly after Halloween. Yes. Uh, it was the first theatrical movie, anyway. So when was the first time you were aware of John Carpenter? Like, was it the first Halloween movie or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it was for me too. I remember that and Big Trouble in Little China was okay. also a, a, a big, big one for me when I was growing up. I've never seen that, but I it's, rented it from the Alamo last night and I'll probably so watch it later good. today. Do, send good? me a text message really? when you're done. Oh, dude. It's, it's perfect because Kurt Russell is the main character. And he acts the entire movie like he's the main character, but he's really just a sidekick. Okay. But he thinks he's the hero of the movie, but he's not. He's just the guy that's there along for the ride. You understand All what right. I mean by yeah, this? Yeah. It's, All right. it's really funny. It's Looking really great. To it. So yeah, I, how, yeah, Halloween was the first one that I was kind of aware of. of JC, <laughs> <laughs> my boy JC, good old JC. All right. So the fog. If you've never seen it, basically, while the coastal town of Antonio Bay, yes. California. They're about to celebrate their 100th anniversary, and a lot of paranormal stuff starts happening in the town at midnight. Mm-hmm. And a priest finds a journal from a century earlier, and it reveals that... Written by his grandfather. Written by his grandfather. He conveniently found that journal. He was just like locking up, and a journal falls out of the ceiling. He's like, oh, what's this? But he finds a journal, and it says that six founders of Antonio Bay deliberately sank a clipper ship named the Elizabeth Dane, and the vengeful spirits of Captain Blake and his crew returned to Antonio Bay to seek revenge on the residents. And that's the general consensus of the movie. That's the general plot. That's a a good synopsis you got there. Good synopsis you got down there. Yeah. I really, really like this movie. Maybe more than some. Yeah, I really do enjoy this movie. Now it was only shot for one point one million, I believe, and it made yeah, it made like 20, I think it made some twenty twenty one million. Yeah, which is good return on investment there. Oh, sure, good ROI. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, <laughs> and they actually, when they were showing this movie at theaters, uh, the production company actually started put fog machines in some of the movie theaters they were oh, showing. Oh, that'd up. be sweet. Oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I really like the atmosphere of this movie. I like the the creepiness. If you like atmosphere, this movie's got it. Yeah, spades. The buckets full. <laughs> buckets full of it. <laughs> well, the atmosphere is the killer. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're killed by the weather of the atmosphere of the. Yeah. So you really like this movie? I really do. Okay. I really do enjoy what it. What do you really like about this movie? It feels almost like a Italian horror movie. It's parts of it. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah, how. Yeah, I like the 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 color palette. Lots of greens and reds and blues. Shout out to Dean Cundy, the cinematographer. He did Halloween as well, right? Yes, he did. Uh, so he worked with John Carpenter a lot in all of their movies. They collaborate on. They mm-hmm. all have that same classic look that yeah. you think of when you think of John Carpenter. Yeah. So Dean Cundy is responsible for a lot of the. What was atmosphere. Tommy Wallace when? Because I know Tommy Wallace part was him. Was he just an editor? Tommy Lee Wallace. I want to say he was an editor and maybe production designer. Because I know he directed Halloween two. Nope, he directed Halloween three. Who directed Halloween two? Rick Rosenthal. Oh, that's right. Who also went was, on to direct Resurrection. Yeah, we'll get to that. Bleh. Bleh. <laughs> so Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah. So essentially, this entire movie is a Halloween reunion. Exactly. It really uh, is. I mean, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. And it was uh, the lady who played was Nancy Loomis, Annie Brackett. Yeah, yeah. And her, the she sheriff. Was, she was married to Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh, at the time. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think they had two kids together. Oh. 
Yeah. And Charles Cyphers, who played the sheriff in Halloween, he comes back and he plays Dan O'Banion. He plays Stevie Wayne's telephone boyfriend guy. <laughs> the guy who clearly has it has a thing for her and Stevie oh, Wayne. Oh, yeah, and she's for sure. Not. And Adrian Barbeau, this was her very first uh, theatrical movie. She had done like TV stuff before this, but she this was the That's first. That's true. Yeah. yeah, this was her first movie. So a lot of Halloween folks. Yeah, and there's even lots of Halloween references. I know they say they're oh, going yeah. Russellville Road. Yeah, there's lots of little wink, wink uh, Halloween. Yeah. Dan O'Bannon, who wrote. Dark Star with uh, John Carpenter, the movie he did before Halloween. Yeah, that's right. And Tom Atkins' character in this is named Nick Castle. Nick Castle played Michael Myers yeah. in the original. Lots of little nods to Halloween. Yes. So yeah. it's, it, it was, like I said, it was, it was a Halloween reunion. And that was, had very much of an ensemble cast, too. There wasn't, I guess Tom Atkins was the star of the movie. But so one of the things that I'm glad that you really liked this movie because. While I, I like parts of it, there's a lot that I'm like, mm, okay. Is it so boring? No, it's not <laughs> so boring. No, it's it's a solid ghost flick, but it never gets scary to me at any point. It, like the fog is never that threatening. Okay, that's I mean I guess that's fair. The force. I really thought there's two scenes that really do kind of creep me out. But I'm sorry, uh, you can go ahead. Oh, um. So speaking of like a main character, there's really no lead character you can really latch onto. I guess you could say Adrian Barbeau, who plays Stevie Wayne, the mm-hmm. radio DJ. I guess you could say she's the main character or Tom Atkins. See, I was thinking more Tom Atkins. Certainly not Jamie Lee Curtis. No. Did you know that John Carpenter wrote this character just for her? Because she wasn't getting a lot of work after Halloween. Oh, like huh? the phone wasn't really ringing. She did like Love Boat and some other <laughs> stuff, but. <laughs> So John Carpenter kind of felt bad for her and was like, all right, you can be in this movie, I guess. And it <laughs> kind of shows because she's a hitchhiker and Tom Atkins picks her up. <laughs> and yeah, she's just kind of tagging along with Tom Atkins for the whole movie. <laughs> she bangs him after like 10 minutes. Yeah, I was, I was like, I remember they, after like, he wow. picks her up in the hitchhike and, and then they go back. It's like, oh, well. Well, that was quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> So I could definitely see where John Carpenter just kind of was like, all right, Jamie, yeah, you can be in this movie. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. And then there was also Adrian Barbeau, who he wrote that role specifically for her. And she really, she interacts with nobody in this movie, really. That's right. She's like a, her, her son, briefly. Oh, yeah. And then she talks to the, the weather guy, essentially, on the phone. But other than that, yeah. she doesn't She's interact with anybody. She's the lighthouse, yeah. And Adrian Barbeau, of course, is kind of a horror icon yeah she's been a lot of movies she's also in what show swamp thing yeah so she's she's definitely a screen queen yeah did you know that her and john carpenter were dating during this i think they were actually married at the time this movie was out because he had okay now did him and deborah hill were they married i want to say they just dated okay but deborah hill worked on this movie she co-wrote it with him and produced it so that's got to be a little awkward well apparently it worked because i think she up until she passed away, I think she continued to work with him on pretty much everything. Yeah. So that's got to be a little rough. It's got to be a little weird, but I guess if it, they continue to do it, it hadn't been. Yeah, and I, I heard that like some of the production crew that had worked with both of them, uh-huh. like, they were a little weirded out because it's like, well, we like we like Deborah, but, you know, I don't know. I can, yeah. imagine, I, I, I can yeah. imagine the atmosphere was quite thick yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes as well. Oh, I'm sure. You could cut the fog with a knife <laughs> <laughs> on that set. <laughs> so Janet Lee is in the movie as well. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. And I don't know exactly what she does, but I guess she's like a town. She's organizing an event, and she is in a tizzy. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> is worked up. Yeah. I love that one scene where like shit's like going down. And yeah. they're like, okay, the event's over. And Janet Lee's like, well, everybody hasn't seen the statue yet. It's like, <laughs> okay, just let the statue go. <laughs> like, the town's kind of going fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, and a, it's, it's a statue. Yeah, it's funny. And you can tell the Nancy Loomis character, she's like just so tired of her shit. And she's always like dismissive of her, of Janet Lee's character in the yeah, movie. Yeah, she's kind of like. Which is kind of fun. She's like her assistant. Yeah. And she just follows her around. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I like that. And they, didn't, of course, they didn't really interact with hardly anybody either. Yeah, but they were they were there so they can show kind of like what the town was doing at the time. Like mm-hmm. you know they were. I mean they they you know they go to the, the church with Father Malone. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, but they were they were there working on the uh, centennial. That's right. Big yeah. centennial thing that they had planned for the town. Yeah. So we also have Charles Cyphers, who again was the sheriff in Halloween. Yes. He plays Dan O'Banion, and like we said, he calls into the radio. And yeah. He's, he's he's like the weather guy essentially. Now, is it me, or is he just not a great actor? Because. So my one of my favorite Charles Cyphers moments in Halloween, and I guess we'll talk about this in a month or so when yeah. we start to cover it. But it's like right after Donald Pleasant gives like this long speech, like he waited for this night and yada yada, and it's like delivered real passionately. And Charles Cyphers is like, "More crazy talk, huh?" <laughs> All right, well we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to get that, Rod, <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's levels to this game. You got Donald Pleasance, and then it was like, yeah, okay, we'll, see. we'll see what happens. Donald Pleasance was the original Christopher Walken. He's just in everything, and he, he kind of hams it up in some points. Yeah, uh, we'll break down the, the Halloween, yeah. of course. Yeah. But you can't really talk about this movie without talking about Halloween. Because so. it almost feels like a Halloween sequel in some points, just yeah. because of the people that are involved with it. Not yeah. because Michael Myers, but just because everybody that's involved. Well, the creatures in the fog are very... Myers-esque. You just see the shape of them. Yeah, I guess it is true. Yeah. And I guess I did like... Another thing about this movie I liked was I did like the ghost in the, in the fog. I like that. And my favorite... Two parts that do, I did do really kind of creep me out. I don't say that really scare me, but when mm-hmm. um, they're on the boat and they kill the third guy who's like down below... Because yeah, the door cool opens moment. and the, yeah. you know he's like framed by the door and he's not paying any attention. Props to Dean Cundy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that I really like the way that that scene's shot. I like the way it looks. Yeah, I think the, it's really creepy. The backlighting, you get little flashes of light. And you mm-hmm. see the the yeah. fog kind of billowing mm-hmm. in, and then the creatures behind, or the, the the pirate ghost. Yeah. Or ghost pirate. Yeah. However you want to say it. So what was the other scene that you really? Liked? When they killed Charles Cyphers, when he opens the door. And he gets, oh, uh, then he gets and it with a throat. He delivers that epic line of dialogue. I'm talking about, all right, Sam, whoever's behind that door, they're not going to like me when I open it. <laughs> so, you're about to get it. You're about to get a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> and they just fucking kill him. No, old Jack Johnson's are right here. <laughs> I do like that scene, though. I really do like that scene. Yeah, so... We also have Hal Holbrook, who plays Father Malone, mm-hmm. Father Post Malone. You know who that was originally supposed to, or who that was originally offered to? Who? What's his name? You R- can't ask me that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I screwed up. Anyway, the guy who played Dracula in all those Hammer horror films, uh, Lee Christopher Lee. Oh, hey, yeah, that was, who, that was that was originally was offered to, but he turned it down. He was offered the role of Dr. Loomis and turned it down. Oh. And he later told John Carpenter many years later that he really regrets not taking that role. Yeah, I mean. So. Huh. You got to feel like it was probably quite lucrative. Turned down J.C. twice. Yeah. (laughs) See what happens, Christopher Lee? You miss out. And then you go on to the Lord of the Rings franchise. That's right. (laughs) You loser. (laughs) Did you know he also sings in like a metal band? Or he sung in a metal band? Christopher Lee did? Yeah. Yeah, he has like an album. No, I did not know this. Yeah. What is this band called? I, I don't know. Is it on Spotify? <laughs> was he doing this like until the day he died? I don't know. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, he was like old as shit. Yeah, singing over this metal music and stuff. Yeah, look it up. Wow. Yeah, a little factoid. Thank you for this. Yeah, no I'm problem. Putting that in my pocket. <laughs> Good. Take it home. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> and you missed my uh, father, Post Malone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. I thought it was funny. Post Malone. <laughs> yeah, we got the priest with face tats and horrible music. Um, yeah. And of course, our boy JC makes an appearance. Oh, that's right. He's his uh, his not little... his altar boy, but his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Bennett. His name's Bennett. Yeah. Bennett Tramer. That's where that's from. Because apparently he went to college with a with a guy named Bennett Tramer. You just can't get away from these Halloween references. I'm just I'm. You know, you got on me last night for not doing enough research. Oh no! So all oh, I did no. was hey, I research. It. I all mean, I did like, was research. For I mean, this like, one. yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate. And it. I was, you know, googling, and everybody, pretty much everybody's name is named after somebody that John exactly. Carpenter knew. And so it's kind of like, okay, John, we fucking get it. <laughs> just name somebody, Joe. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Joe Johnson. I'm surprised the name of the town isn't Halloween, California. <laughs> <laughs> John Carpenter's Halloween, California. I'm surprised they haven't changed Pasadena to uh, Haddonfield yet. They should. <laughs> so John Carpenter delivers a few lines of dialogue, and he said that he was terrified to film this scene, and I don't think he's acted since. 
So he's not an M. Night Shyamalan, I guess? No. <laughs> he's not on that level of horror directors. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely are, John. But I could see... I mean, I forgot exactly what he says, but it's like, all right, good try, John. I can just see him <laughs> like, you know what? Let's try it again. All right, take 73. Swing and a miss. <laughs> but he does okay. Yeah, it's for a, a nothing part. It's whatever. Yeah, so that's uh, basically the whole cast there for the most part. Oh, we were missing, uh, what's his face? The guy at the beginning of the movie who's telling the ghost oh, story. Oh, of course. I forgot his name. Do you have his name? I forget his name, too. So that was a part of the reshoot. Yes, because uh, yeah. apparently when they... They finished the movie, and John Carpenter was like, "This, this is isn't scary." Shit. Yeah, I don't know if he said it was a piece of shit, but it's not scary. It's well, not he moody. still says to this day, "It's like not one of his favorite movies." Yeah, it was it was hard for him to shoot, and it was like a million dollar small budget, and he was shooting on wide lens too, which is why it all mm-hmm. looks really great, especially when they're doing like landscape stuff. Yeah, he added that part. He added the part with Jamie Lee Curtis in the hospital was an add on. Yeah. He said, yeah. I think he said a third of the movie was reshot. It was a yeah, reshoot. A third, so a lot of stuff. Yeah, like all the kind of close-up death scenes, like the when they're stabbing people, I believe all that was added in. Yeah, when they kill us as cobrits. Yeah, he wanted to up the violence a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like, they don't, movies don't do this anymore. They don't open like a ghost story around a campfire. Yeah, I really like the intro for this. Yeah, movie. and it's, 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 it's like comfort food, essentially. To, yeah. you, know, you, you know, we grew up watching, you know, um, what's that TV show? Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which I always yeah, open course. with that kind of thing. Of course. <laughs> Another thing that I really that I'm kind of a sucker for is horrors that take place in like really really small towns. Yeah, you know it's one of the I guess why I like Stephen King books too because they always take place in really small towns. They just mm. like how they even with uh, they just really feel lived in kind of thing where everybody yeah. knows everybody, everybody's kind of comfortable, everybody has you know the gas station in town, yeah, the grocery store where everybody goes, everybody knows everybody's name. Yeah, this this movie definitely has that. Quite a bit. Yeah, it's got its own local radio station that everybody listens into. Yeah, exactly. It just felt really lived in and comforting, even though there's ghost pirates coming in. I'm just yeah. kind of a sucker everybody for that kind of thing. Everybody listens to soft jazz. Apparently. <laughs> Which apparently was because the soft jazz was easier to acquire. That's uh, right. Rights yeah, for. They were like, well, I guess we can't afford like the radio rockets. So <laughs> no. We can it's... afford this jazz, though. I guess it works, though. <clears throat> it does. And that's the big thing why I like this movie. Do you know where the inspiration for this came from? No, where did it come so from? So John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, they were visiting Stonehenge in 77. They were promoting Assault on Precinct 13. And a ominous fog rolled in from the distance. <clears throat> and John Carpenter was a little freaked out. So that's where the inspiration kind of struck him mm-hmm. to create a movie about the fog. Yeah. And it's also inspired by a 1958 creature feature movie called the Trollenberg Terror where these like monsters appear in the fog. Gosh, I missed like old movie titles like that back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Midsommar would be called like a uh, cult field horror. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Daylight savings. They just tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> They're like murder man. <laughs> murder spooky man <laughs> from the fog. <laughs> Do you like terror? You know, everything like pops up with exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the movie. You know, we get that. We get that sweet little ghost story intro. Yeah, I really like that's that. really sweet. And one thing I love about this movie is all the shots of the the town when it's just really dead. It really sets the scene. Yeah. Typical JC setting that atmosphere. <laughs> and a lot of that work again is goes to Dean Cundy. Like, mm-hmm. just the shadows and the lighting. He just nails all that. Did he direct anything after this? Like, did he ever go on to direct Dean anything, Cundy? Dean Cundy? Or was he just, he like, Jason? He has a shit ton of credits for cinematography. Okay, was he, okay, I, so he just, he was basically JC's boy. I think one of his, yeah. It was his Paul, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know what movie he did uh, do the cinematography for? It's Jack and Jill. That classic Adam Sandler movie. Oh, my I was like, ooh. God. I remember I sat down and tried to watch that. Because I was like, you know what? Screw I thought it. it was a joke. When I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, this... And it's like, how do you get Al Pacino to do this pile of shit movie? Oh, boy. Like, anyway. Yeah. All right, that's enough Jack and Jill talk. But so, yeah. he's, so he's just cinematographer, essentially? Yeah, pretty much. And a damn good one. Yeah, he absolutely. He also did, like, Jurassic Park and... Oh, I know he really did. Yeah, I know he did a lot movies. of... Really, or I guess... I guess at the time, Jack and Jill was probably a high-profile movie. I'm sure he made a... I'm sure he I got paid doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like the, the shots of the vacant town. It's mm-hmm. very atmospheric. sets the mood really well. 
one of the most notable scenes is the first time the fog rolls in and we get that ship attack scene. You know, yeah. you got all the sailors out at sea and you were talking about this earlier. It's mm-hmm. one of your favorite moments. Yeah, cuz they when they uh when they got the best part about for me anyway is when they got the light, the third guy when he was in the room, but the rest of the, when they were outside on the, the on, on top of the ship. Mm-hmm. That was really cool cuz you know, yeah, the they, guy gets a sword through the chest. Right, which is always fun. Yeah. And then and then uh, you know they were just like sitting there staring at him, and he's like yelling at them like who are you know who are you whatever, uh-huh. and then he just pops up and stabs him in the back. Yeah. And I was like yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good little death scene. I guess that's a part of the the reshoots probably. Probably at least the uh, probably the the death scene is at least I don't know exactly because I know they said close ups of you know murder. Yeah, yeah. He originally wanted this movie to be rated PG. Why? Well, I mean, at the time it was either G, PG, or R. It wasn't a PG thirteen. Well, you could get away with a lot with PG. Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen the Goonies? The yeah, we they saw tried Jaws to... the other night. Jaws is pretty fucking graphic. You almost see like, did you see her naked? Do you think in four K the girl at the beginning? Wait, is she naked? Oh, she, yeah, they're skinny dipping in the beginning of the movie. I guess that kind of answers my question. If you saw her naked or not? Uh, I don't know. Is there supposedly like yeah, supposedly in yeah, supposedly you can see her naked. I don't know if that's true or not. Oh. But yeah. The, okay. the first, the, you know, the girl that goes out there running yeah, the the first. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't feel like a very R-rated movie. I mean, I feel like if it came out now, because there's really no blood in it. would it. definitely be PG-13. I think so, too. Yeah. Only thing maybe they have issues would be the throat part when they killed Charles Cyphers. Other than that, nothing's really graphic. Yeah. But yeah, the boat the boat scene is really cool. I like the way that was shot. I like the way it was framed. Mm-hmm. I think Dean Cunney did a really great job. I like how, and that's I guess the first time you really see the, the ghost pirates. Yeah. So one of my problems with this movie, it they just never feel too threatening. I mean, they lumber along and you, if you run away you can get you know You can't run away from the fog though. Well, apparently people do in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll I, we'll get to like pros and cons or whatever. Yeah, but overall, it's, yeah. see, see, I really like I like that part. I really like the part where after Tom Atkins and Jamie Lee Curtis are a uh, post fuck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. And then they they knock on the door there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I like I like that scene a lot because you know he's like Tom Atkins putting his clothes back on. He's like, who is that? Who is that? You know, they knock on the door, and then he like opens the door, but they're Gone for whatever reason, well, and then all it, the windows it, smashed. Well, midnight struck. Yeah, or like one o'clock struck or something. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what. Just in the nick of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tom Atkins was like mid forties during this, and Jamie Lee was like twenty or something. So, hey man, hey, not illegal, not breaking any laws. <laughs> Jamie Lee is just throwing it on out there, just slinging that thing all over. Quite time. different from the uh, virginal Jamie. Uh, 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 Lori Strode yeah, character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And one of my, well, there's some really cool scenic shots in this movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that lighthouse is fucking gorgeous. Or even like the drive up to the lighthouse when she's in there, her car. Yeah. I, I really like, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. What is that? Is that lighthouse still functional today, do you think? Mm, it is. I, I Google that. It's in Marin County. Okay. It's, uh, I forget, I, I knew, I used to know it was like Point. Reyes Point, I think, is where it mm-hmm. is. And it's still there to the day. It's uh, pretty cool. Uh, Marin County's in the Bay Area, so it's expensive yeah. as shit to live there. So, I'll be honest, for me, there's not... Man, I know people really love this movie, and they're going to fucking hate me, but... I've actually talked to a lot of people about this movie. They, they always kind of go, meh. Yeah. That's pretty much what they give this movie. It's just, meh. It's a meh for me. It's, I, I get it. I, I, mean, mean, I totally I, get it, because it, it I can see it being pretty boring. Pretty uh. Well, I wouldn't say boring. I, I'm okay with like slow pace and all that, but yeah. it really kind of feels like a 50 or 60 minute movie with a bunch of padding. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. This would have made a great like 30, 40 minute little story, maybe like some anthology movie, mm, like Tales from the Dark Side, or yeah, it would have been great. Like, or I guess Twilight Zone in the 80s was an hour long. Yeah, if you trimmed off all the fat. And all the unnecessary dialogue and just where it just kind of meanders along mm-hmm. and, you know, made it into a cohesive little solid movie. Yeah. It could do really well, I think. But just as far as a full length movie, it just it never really ramps up 
I understand what you're saying. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I eat this movie four out of five stars. Really? I'm dead serious. Okay. I, I just it just does it for me for whatever reason. I'll probably rewatch it again later this year around Halloween. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a really good Halloween watch. Well, yeah, it's it's super atmospheric and the score. Holy shit! The yeah, score is great. No, they're JC score. Yeah, it. Yeah, my boy JC. A JC him synthesizer. Yeah, it's a movie. It it just like Halloween. It just kind of fills the room with atmosphere. Yes. And John Carpenter is very good at doing that. Yes, he is. I, I think it's a combination between Dean Cundy and the score and all that. But yeah. Another another scene that was pretty cool. I liked how it ended too. Um, how they came back. You find out Father Malone was yeah, one of the people. <laughs> Father Post Malone yeah. was one of the people <laughs> that that ended up that. So you find out these these pirate ghost pirates were killed because they were lepers and mm-hmm. they essentially had a lot of gold that were stolen from them. Yeah. Because they, they, they tried to start a leper colony south of Antonio Bay. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the people there didn't want any of that because leprosy was a big deal back in those days. Yeah. And they they sunk the boat, and they stole all the gold, and they melted it down to a cross that was hidden in the church. Yeah, very conveniently, again. There's lots of convenience in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's lots of uh, plot devices that are like, okay, cool, perfect, got it, whatever. Yeah, well, we're kind of jumping ahead there, but so the only other notable scene for me is like when Adrian Barbeau is in the, um, lighthouse. the lighthouse and the fog is rolling in and her kid's there with the, her is that his grandma? or I think it's just, something? no, because he's calling her Mrs. Cobra. So I don't think, do you ever call your grandma by, you know, Mrs. All right, touche. <laughs> so there's that whole scene where she gets on the radio and she's like, somebody help my son. He's trapped. The mm-hmm. fog is going to get him. Yeah. And Tom Atkins and Jamie Lee are in the truck and they hear this. And there is a hilarious moment. I'm pretty sure Tom Atkins is actually driving this truck. And Jamie Lee Curtis is actually sitting passenger side. Mm-hmm. She's riding. She's riding shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> JLC's riding shotgun. And you know how movies there this there's that cliche moment where it's like pull a one eighty, yeah. turn around. So Tom Atkins does that, and the truck just about fucking tips over. <laughs> like, it lifts up just a bit. <laughs> Tom Atkins was like probably fucking drunk or something while he was filming that. Like Quint just like crushing those uh, Budweiser's. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that part just made me laugh. I was like, I'm pretty sure he just about flipped that truck. <laughs> so they pull a 180 in the truck and they go back to uh, Stevie Wayne's house because yeah. they're going to rescue her kid. Yeah. And I, I guess that for me would be like the. M- most the movie terror field, yeah. most dread, because you think they're about to kill the kid. Because yeah. they get Mrs. Cobritz. They do kill Mrs. Cobritz. Yeah, she's like, for some reason, go to your room. I'll answer the door. Just go to your room. And she walks outside like, hello? <laughs> I know my house is covered in fog, but there's nothing wrong here. <laughs> so they, they kill Miss Cobritz. Cobritz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that a Halloween reference? I don't think so, but I think it is the name of a producer that he worked with. Probably. <laughs> yeah, so that scene in the movie, for me, is the only time where it almost feels scary. But again, it just never... Okay, because, you know, Tom Atkins smashes in the windows, and he, you know, grabs grabs the kid. Yeah, so that moment's, like, pretty tense, and they run out to the truck, and, of course, Jamie Lee can't get the... She can't get the truck unstuck or whatever. It was classic trope. Yeah, classic trope. That's up there with the, I don't get any reception on my phone. Oh, or, yeah. Oh, who put this this route here in my way of running? I don't understand. Oh, I forgot to mention, I had a classic horror movie trope happen when we went camping last week. Oh, what happened? Yeah, so I took my girlfriend camping for her birthday. Yeah. And we drove out to Durham, to the Inner River. Beautiful. Okay, yeah. So I we, saw pictures. Yeah, <laughs> so we parked the car, and it's like... 1.2 mile hike to get to the campground. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, you're walking along a, a, a well-traveled path, but once you get to your actual campsite, it's you're isolated. Yeah. You're fucking out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And we throw all our gear down, and I look about 50 feet away, and there's a light shining. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh. And I walk over, and it's one of those headlamps that people wear while they're hiking, and it was still on. It was just laying in the woods. I'm like, well, okay, well, this is... <laughs> You would just watch the ritual too, so you yeah. were <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a bad sign, right? 
cut to me at two in the morning stepping out of the tent to take a piss and I get like my throat slit and my girlfriend gets slammed against a tree praying to like back. the tree god somewhere <laughs> yeah so I experienced my first real horror movie trope in real life it was pretty sweet so you kept the you camped the, the light though, I right? did yeah <laughs> anyways back to um so they're in the truck and the fog creature people are coming and they barely get away and because Tom Atkins saves a fucking day. That's right. The only thing Tom that's missing Atkins. from this movie is Tom Atkins' mustache. If he had his mustache in this movie, five oh, stars. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He had it in Escape from New York. He had it in Creep Show. Night of the Creeps? Yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. he's a mustache show. I'm going to watch that later. I rented that. It's a really good movie. I love it. I watch it every Halloween. Nice. Looking forward to it. Yep. So, other than that, and, well, we'll get back to the ending here. Yeah. I do really love that shot where... Post Malone is in the church, and you see all the ghost pirates standing in the church. Yeah. And there's that beautiful shot where they're all backlit, and the fog is surrounding them. Yeah. By the way, how much fog do you think they use for this movie? Do you think they just had tons of, like, fog juice? And What is fog juice? How I don't do make it. Because I remember we had a... a I remember for Halloween when you and I was still living in Greenville, we bought a fog machine, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a little, but you ran out of it pretty quick. No, it wasn't like Hollywood filmmaking grade. It was just like a, right. for a house party kind of thing. You know, I bet it would, I bet if they remade this movie, the fog would just be nothing but CGI. I guess what? They did remake this movie. I'm kidding. I know they did. I saw <laughs> it. I saw it in theaters, too. Oh, God. Pile of Shiza. <laughs> Dude, it has like. It's got Superman, and it's got. Or Tom Tom Willing for who played Superman and oh man yeah I I watched that movie I don't remember when PG thirteen like, of course and I was like boy this fucking sucks and they really ramp up the CGI of course but they don't in this movie and I think it works really well yeah I really do like so the combination like- with the fog and Dean Cundey's magic with the lighting it really works yes that image there of all the the pirates. Standing yep. there in the church is one of my favorite shots in the movie. Yeah, definitely. And I'm assuming the very end, the last shot where uh, Post Malone turns around and there's that final whack. Yeah, they kill him. Love that. Yeah. It ended on a nice little note there. I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed Really enjoyed. I know we like, skipped over a lot of shit. but Well, you know, we say, when they go to the boat, because the, uh, the boat, the trawler, with all the fishermen on it, oh, it's been yeah. dancing. I and like the, the boat's b- clearly not moving. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they were just anchored for the night. <laughs> Super anchored down. Super anchored down. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'll, I'll give them a pass. Yeah, but you know, when the uh, when Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins are in like the the, the, the brig, autopsy, yeah, not even the autopsy. You know, when they're on the boat. Oh yeah. And then uh, something like falls on her, and mm. she's like, oh. Can I go to Vancouver now? And then the body falls on her again the second time. I was like, oh, that's a nice little jump scare. I don't really like jump scares that much. I'm like, oh, oh, that's a nice little jump scare. Yeah, I guess that was pretty effective. Yeah. And I like how all the victims, they appear to have been like underwater uh-huh. for a long time. That's a nice little touch. But And then there's the autopsy scene. where I could have done without that. I think that was a reshoot. It was. Yeah, and I want to say that was also a way to give Jamie Lee more screen time. It probably was, too, yeah. And they're like, hey, Jamie Lee, just sit on that table over there and yeah. stare at a corner for some reason. Just whatever you do, don't look at this dead yeah, body. don't turn around. You just stare at that wall. I know. I could tell you to go out. I could tell you go out the hall while I talk to the, the corner real quick. But how about you stay in here with the dead body while yeah, I talk to the yeah. corner? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that could have okay. done without that. Yeah. And, of course, in the body just... Never happens before in the movie. Never happened again in the movie. So they're zombies now. I don't. Yeah, I don't, that I didn't. Or no. And then he just passes out, and he puts like a three. He carves a three in the, uh, in the floor. I guess because it's showing that they, they need six bodies, but they only at that, at that point they've killed three. Right. And I was like, you know, mm. I'm good. On okay, this but thing. we'll 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 give it a pass. Yeah, we'll give it a pass. So yeah, other than those moments that we just talked about. Nothing really. The Stevie Wayne climax when she's trying to get when they're coming up the lighthouse and she keeps trying to get away. Oh yeah, uh, I thought that was a pretty effective scene too. Yeah, it was. Did you know that John Carpenter essentially made her smoke cigarettes through the whole shoot and she hated cigarettes? He was like, "No, your character smokes." So, oh, the eighties. 
Oh, the 80s. Where everybody, <laughs> we, were, we saw Jaws and everybody's smoking inside the hospital. It's like, yeah, oh, gosh. exactly. Yeah. I don't even think they had, like, the fake cigarettes back then. Probably not. Those can't be good for you either. But either way, John hmm. Carpenter's like, nah, you smoke. You want to be in the movie? You smoke. Oh, another thing that made me laugh was the, when Stevie Wayne's kid goes on the beach to go fishing and he sees a gold coin. He's like, oh, look at this gold coin. And then, like, mm-hmm. a Driftwood wash from it. was like, fucking Driftwood. Hell yeah. Fuck the gold coin. I want this <laughs> Driftwood. It says, what does it say? A, a Dane on it. Fuck that gold coin. <laughs> Mom. Mom, look at this piece of driftwood I found. Yeah, that was your favorite. <laughs> that was a favorite scene. That was my favorite scene of the. That's probably my favorite scene in uh, Hollywood movie making. Yeah, ever. that kid's got a set of chompers on him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he probably took a bit of bite out of that driftwood. <laughs> He's probably the one that bit it in half. <laughs> so yeah, man. Overall, I, I, what would you give this movie? Four what out of five. I'm serious. That's what I give it. I really enjoyed this movie when that much. When did we change from four to? We changed from five to we okay. were always doing tens. Okay, that's right. right. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. That's bold. It's bold. I like to live boldly. <laughs> I will give it a a six. Really? Yeah, it just never really ramps up. Okay. It just it's like uh, being in an airplane on the runway, and it almost takes off, but not quite. And you're like, what the fuck? The flight's over? Oh, that's it? <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Well. I mean, I love the atmosphere, the yeah. score. Yeah. There's some beautifully shot scenes in it. It never feels scary. It feels spooky. Yeah. At times. Which is appropriate for the Spook House podcast. Hey, watch out. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't love it. Okay. I'll probably rewatch it, though, just yeah. for the atmosphere. Now, would you recommend this to... A horror movie fan who's never seen it before. Depends on what kind of horror movies they're into. Mm-hmm. But sure, I'd say like, yeah, give it a watch. It's worth checking out, especially if you like really atmosphere. The Book of JC, you know, the Book of JC <laughs> of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> Latter Day Saints. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the fog basically. Yeah. So what was? Yeah, I think the, we both the least favorite part was the was the hospital scene. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it made the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> it really brought the room together. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, you know, there, there's never been any mention of them being zombies or anything like that. and It made no sense at all. I see why John Carpenter doesn't love this movie to this day. He's even stated, like, yeah, it's it's not my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's week one of John Carpenter Month. We started off with the fog. Next week? Next week we are talking about The Thing. The Thing. And I have a feeling we're gonna be a little more hyped on the thing. I fucking love the thing, dude. Yeah. It I'll be honest, I'm gonna get my horror movie podcasting license revoked for okay. saying this. I've only seen the thing like once. Way it, back in the day. It might be my favorite John Carpenter movie. I'm dead serious. I'm really looking forward to rewatching it and probably watching it a few more times after that. I got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> I don't know why I've never seen it more than once. It just never happened like, for me. For the practical effects alone, this movie yeah. is great. You know, it, it kind of has, I mean, it has like that Carpenter atmosphere. Yeah. But with the effects and everything that makes the 80s fucking amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Who did the makeup effects on that? Was it I don't think it was Stan Rick Winston Baker? or I'm not sure. It might have been Rick Baker. I don't think it was Screaming Mad George. No. Definitely wasn't Savini. We'll definitely learn next week. Yeah, it might have been Rick Baker but I don't think it was Stan Winston. Who knows? Either uh, way, great job. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the, especially the, 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 you know, the big scene everybody thinks so you know where they're trying to figure out who the thing is. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. I love who it. Who did the makeup effects for the fog? I don't think anybody's super notable. Oh, it yeah. was the the uh, the guy who was the head ghost pirate. That's right. He did because he was six foot five. Yeah. And John Carpenter was like, "You got the job." Yeah. Oh, another little tidbit from the fog in the novelization because they used to make those back in the day. Oh, that's right. It turns out the six people they kill were six direct descendants of the people that killed them a hundred years ago. That changes nothing for me. Mm. <laughs> I feel about this. 
So Mrs. Cobritz, your 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 generation, your grandpa was a murderer. Oh. <laughs> or I guess when she was old. Your dad was a murderer. Yeah. And I'm sorry to people listening that like, oh, you don't like the fog. It's a classic. It's like, yeah. I, I, I feel get, like you're not alone in, in the fog. I get why people love it. Mm-hmm. I really do. But it just, well, I've, I've talked about it. In this I podcast. think on IMDb it's like 6.8. So I don't yeah. think you're alone See, with your. right. Yeah. So I, don't, I really don't think you're alone. With, you're not just absolutely loving the fog. Yeah. So, Jason, we did have a comment. Lis- listener. Comment on one of the episodes. Yeah. So what did uh, What did it say? It was uh, Herbert Holmes said, "Awesome stuff, guys. For real. Looking forward to more." Hey, Herbert, you the man. You the man, Herbert. We appreciate you listening. Yeah, we really do. If you got any more comments or concerns, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Or if talk, you want, you want to talk some shit. <laughs> oh, we get plenty of those. Yeah, you can just comment on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> See ya. Appreciate that, Herbert. We're doing the best we can for you. Appreciate it, bud. Kick-ass name. Herbert Holmes. H.H. <laughs> H. Holmes? You think... It sounds very presidential. Hmm. President Herbert Holmes. <laughs> no, nah, we... see him being on a thing like a... Three years ago, he liked a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably right now thinking like, oh, I've never heard that when you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I did like your podcast. No, but we appreciate it, man. Yeah, and absolutely. Thank you for listening, and thanks to anybody out there that's listening. We really do appreciate the support, and we're looking forward to talking about the thing we're going to be carrying on with JC Month. Yes. And after the thing, we got Christine and Prince of Darkness. Yes. So until the next time, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spook House Podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>